recording now. Hello, it's Victoria Gibson and welcome to today's episode of Sky High Results Online. Today I'm going to be joined by Franziska Isley, who is a maverick entrepreneur, leading marketing strategist, speaker, author and the co-founder of basicbananas.com. I was just going to break there. <laughs> I'll make it. I was just going to break there so she can put the intro in. Like, you know, okay, anyway, okay. she'll, she'll okay. let it. That's fine. So I'll keep going. Um, uh, now I got myself. No, I shouldn't have broken. I should just go and pause. Okay, hang on. I'll go again. It's all right. Let's go. Okay. okay. Hi, it's Victoria Gibson, and welcome to today's episode of Sky High Results Online, where I'm welcoming Francisca Isley from franciscaisley.com, who is a maverick entrepreneur, leading marketing strategist, speaker, author, and also the co-founder of one of Australia's leading marketing training organizations, basicbananas.com. And today we're talking all about how to build an epic brand and make a bigger impact with your business. Welcome to the show, Francisca. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. for having me, Victoria. It's awesome to be here. Awesome. Or in American English, awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. You are the queen of um, accents and being, you're Swiss, right? Is uh, it yeah, Swiss? I'm Swiss Aussie. I'm a Swazi now. I was born in Switzerland <laughs> and then I became an Aussie a few years ago. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think we met, no, we met for the first time in Australia, but we have met overseas as well a couple of times. So it's been nice to reconnect and I've always admired you from afar and from up close. And um, I know that you have so many juicy insights to share with our listeners on growing a powerful brand, particularly online as well. And and using, I guess, those traditional principles of uh, of branding, but giving it, I guess, a more of a modern edge and applying it to the online world. So I know you've got your fingers in lots of pies, which is probably an Aussie saying. So maybe the Americans won't know what that is. But <laughs> it sounds dodgy. Sounds very dodgy. Yeah, it does. Have you got your fingers in a lot of pies? Yeah. Which means that you've got a lot going on and we're going to dive into a few of the other brands that you've developed along the way too, because I, I really want to ask, you know, how they came about and, and what some of the lessons learned are. But um, I, perhaps we can start with, you know, I mean, the, the theme is building an epic brand. Tell me about your entrepreneurial journey and, you know, I guess your the first brand you created, was it Basic Bananas or was it before that? Tell me a little bit yeah. about your history there. Yeah, yeah. and and also yeah. first off, it's always a pleasure to bump into you at all these international <laughs> events. So, you know, suddenly I'm at a random bar in San Diego and I look across and I'm like, this is Victoria. And it's like, yes, and I hadn't seen you in like a year or so. It's so fun. Uh, no, it's we always, like we, we probably see each other more overseas than we do in Australia which is very funny <laughs> exactly and what I loved best was you came up and said um because of course it was a boring internet marketing event well not boring but you know full of full of guys and you said why don't we just go and dance and I was like well no one's really on the dance floor and then you're like I don't care and I was like I don't care either all right let's do it and then as soon as we did then we filled the floor was, we were the floor hilarious. fillers and I knew if there was one person that I can bribe into coming dancing with me in a, in a completely empty um, uh, place, Dance. it was definitely yeah. Victoria. So thank you so much for joining. Hey, um, oh, no, yes, so, yes, so Basic Bananas actually was probably my third business, but the first sort of really serious one. So I used to work in advertising. I, I grew up in Switzerland, worked in, in marketing and advertising, mm -hmm. moved to Sydney and then worked in advertising. And then I started my first 
business while I was in advertising and it was called Swiss Travel Australia. It was called Swiss Travel and yeah. it was a travel agency that didn't really go very far because I was just super busy still in advertising. I worked ridiculous hours, so I didn't put a lot of work into it. But it was a partnership with one of my Swiss friends that I actually just messaged just a few minutes ago to see if she wants a job at Basic Bananas <laughs> because she's about to move back to Sydney. And so that was just like sort of a trial thing where we wanted to to sort of help Swiss people have uh, an amazing experience coming to Australia as travelers. We never really made money. Then the second business was called Global Beat. And again, that was really, that came out of, my dad was called Beat Beat in Swiss, B-E-A-T. And he suddenly passed away from a heart attack eight, nine years ago now. And so I called the business after him. <laughs> global beat because also i think it's Beautiful. a cool name beat and it yeah. was a consultancy where i went around and, and sort of taught people how to better do be better presentations and also a few communication skills because i used to do a lot of pitching in advertising so you know selling ideas into clients i was doing strategy and then suddenly in that business, and that's the, maybe the first lesson even that your listeners might take away from today. Then as I was working, doing that, and, and I started to get some smaller jobs, you know, a few grand here and there, speaking engagements to teach people how to better do presentations and also communication skills. And then suddenly people kept coming to me for marketing expertise so for marketing advice because that was really what I was good at because I came from advertising and marketing and even though I moved away from that field and I thought no no I'll do something else people just kept coming for that so I sort of you know in a in a more uh, fancy word if I want to use a fancy word uh, I pivoted I pivoted to business <laughs> so clever so innovative you did a pivot <laughs> I did a pivot it's uh, it's one of these wanky words that sometimes I can't hear but hey um it really applies here so <laughs> I, I did a that. pivot and I decided uh, well I sort of just went with where people wanted me to help them with and that was marketing so then that was when basic bananas was born about eight years ago and I partnered mm. up with Christo, my husband, who used to be a professional surfer in his yeah. in his early 20s, I think, until maybe 26. And then he had a business called Softboards Australia, which is a surfboard business. So he bought that and he was working in that business. And again, he was doing all the marketing. And, and of course, you know, I helped him with some of the campaigns and, and he got really good at online marketing. So we partnered up together and, and launched Basic Bananas about eight years ago. And we specialize in marketing education for small businesses. And now, you know, after eight years of running the company, we've got an amazing team and we're running in Australia in seven cities and New Zealand. We only just launched in Auckland and then Canada. We launched last year. We have four cities at the moment in Canada and Los Angeles. So that's really the first serious business because I, I jumped in full time about right. eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. And, and when you were developing that, so I guess that first takeaway is listen to, I guess, your audience and, and start marrying into your magic. Your yeah. talent was innately there, right? Yeah, and people exactly. already asking for it. So you were able to go be led by that in a way. Obviously, you know, you, 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 that is your magic um, in creating amazing brands and marketing. So it made sense. 
but you were you were pulled by I guess that that those conversations you were having and you realized that there was a, a strong enough demand to perhaps set up something full-time yeah and I was fighting it because you know I came from advertising I came from marketing I sort mm -hmm. of wanted to move away from it I thought no 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 mm -hmm. you know I don't want to do this and mainly because all my life I had this sort of vision of making a difference I always thought I'm here in this world because I'm meant to make a difference for people and I could never see how I'm making a difference with marketing I just thought I'm totally not living my truth and so I moved away yeah. because I thought no no I'm not making a difference and then suddenly the penny dropped I don't know when that happened and how but the penny dropped and I realized wait a second Marketing is one of the most important skills anyone can have to make a difference. If you want to mm. build a, a good business, if you want to motivate someone to do charity work or really anything in life, takes marketing. If you're good mm. at that one skill, you can really do anything. You know, one of my latest projects, it's only about a year and a half old, is another company called Ocean Lovers. And Ocean Lovers is, came mm -hmm. about because I'm really passionate about the ocean and I love surfing and I love everything ocean. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we also do is we, do, we organize beach cleanups. So we get people together to pick up other people's trash. Now, yes. how, do you, how do you make that sexy? I mean, picking up other mm -hmm. people's rubbish, cigarette butts and things like that, is not that sexy. So mm. how do you do that? Marketing. So it all mm. really comes back to marketing. And that's sometimes, and maybe for your listeners too, sometimes you do stuff and you think, oh, um, am I not living my truth? Or maybe you are, or maybe not. You sometimes just have to look a little bit from a bigger angle or, or in a bigger way. And, you know, sometimes just little tweaks make a big difference. But definitely another lesson for me in business was as soon as I stopped focusing on making money and I started focusing on just adding value, things started mm -hmm. to take off. And you know, yeah. when you're a startup business and you would know that you see so many people too, when you're a startup, you're really scrambling for money because unless you have investors and I never had investors, I had a little mm -hmm. bit of savings, but not that much. But I put all my savings into the businesses that I built but when you're so then you're under the pump and you're like, oh, I need money, I need money. But when you suddenly sort of detach yourself from that and you only focus on adding value, things just mm -hmm. suddenly start to flow. How, how did you on that? Because it, it is a, it's a very you know hard thing to step back from. How yeah. did you? It, do you have any advice for how you stop? I mean, you yeah. know, like you said, you invest, reinvest the money. But how do you start detaching from that and being more confident in? I guess, you know, your path and, and building that brand and the value that you can create for others. Yeah, it's such a good question. And, and leading that, yeah. It's a great question and, and I don't think it's, it's easy, especially if you are scrambling for money. But mm. for me personally, to, I, I sort of have two, I have a, a few values, of course, you know, adventure is one of them, as you know, um, and travel yes. and freedom. Freedom is one of my biggest value, but then I also have trust and love. And, and so trust and love actually also work in business because, well, first of all, do everything with love. You know, just put your love into it because otherwise, why are we doing it? And trust is the other big one, even just as big you have to sort of trust yourself and trust your process. If you do a good job, if you are doing things with love and you give it your all, you, you, you are being the best person you can in that situation, then things will work 
hopefully sometimes mm. it takes of course sometimes things don't work i mean i i told mm. you about two businesses that didn't necessarily work but because i wasn't putting everything that i had into it because i was still working in in another job but i think it just trust and love and then of course that's just a bit of fluff but then of course there's also a process behind everything so i sort of have a a three-part process that i use to build any brand that i'm happy to share Oh yeah, please do. Love I, that. Do you think so? You need to beg a little bit more. I want. I want it. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me now. <laughs> oh my god, you are amazing. Okay, so this is this is how I go about brand building, and I actually do believe that the brand has a huge impact on whether people are going to work with you and also what type of person is going to work with you. If you're building mm -hmm. a very daggy, cheap-looking sort of, you know not incredible mm. brand, you will attract a certain person. If you invest a little bit and consciously create something that is cool, you will attract a certain person. So the first step in the brand building process that we use here at, at Basic Bananas, but also in the business hood, the branding agency that, that we have, is the first thing is choose how you want to be perceived. So that's the first thing. Because mm -hmm. it is our jobs as entrepreneurs, business owners, consultants and coaches to take control of our perception. And I've written a whole book Absolutely. about this, I think you, you already know that, called Perception. And the reason yeah. why I wrote a whole book about it is because it's that important <laughs> to take control <laughs> of I how love we that. want to be so perceived. Take, right, so first, first step is take control of how you want to be perceived. Yeah. So how do you do right. that? I'm going to give you two questions. So how do you take control of your perception? Well, first of all, you ask yourself the question, how do you want to be perceived? First question is, how do you want to be perceived? And the best way to answer this question is to use some adjectives. Adjectives are descriptive words like, I want to be perceived as, as courageous, maybe cheeky, maybe professional. Professional is a given. Maybe modern, maybe conservative, maybe upbeat, maybe fresh, maybe, maybe old school, whatever you pick. Pick maybe charismatic mm. and only pick two or so of these words, two, three maximum, because if you pick more, people can't remember. You know, when you go mm. to a party, like, or even at this internet marketing party we were at, <laughs> mm. <laughs> we, yeah. we speak to someone and we spoke to a few people and they tell you 10 things, which they tend to do. You don't remember yes. 10 things, you remember one or two. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this brings me back to some conversations that I had at this party and I'm like, okay, I don't even remember one. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't recall many either. <laughs> oh my god! And it's probably not because of us, is it? It's more because of they, you know, they. <laughs> let's play it on exactly. their the level of conversation. No, kidding. Um, might have also been the killer. <laughs> and then the second question. <laughs> the second might question, have had something to do with it. <laughs> I would never yes. blame it. I would never blame it on the tequila. That we don't want. No, poor old Don Julio. He had nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, second question is, what do you want to be known for? So first question is how you want to be perceived. You use adjectives, descriptive words. Second question is, what do you want to be known for? And the example here I can give you sort of to, to clarify how this works is, if you think about the car brand Volvo, Swedish car brand, mm. they used to be one of our clients in advertising. And okay. years ago, before my time with them, years ago, someone, a clever marketer or advertising agency, ha had to help them figure out what they wanted to be known for. Because if they're not known for anything, 
well, they're competing with everyone else in the market. And that's really hard in that industry. So now Volvo is still around, even though everyone says they're not very sexy and whatever else. Why? Because they're known for safety. That's what they mm. chose, safety. Now, are they the safest car? No. There are cars out there like Tesla, for example, my favorite <laughs> car. Mm, cars, yeah, they're great. They're safer mm. than Volvo. But Volvo picked something to be known for. So for the listeners here, pick something you want to be known for. What do you want to be known mm. for? Maybe you want to be known for, for you know, for, for me, I'm a lot known for branding and entrepreneurship. But what is it mm -hmm. for you? What do you want to be known for? So first step, perception. Should I go into the next step or do you want to add something? I'm yes. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I, no, I love it. But no, I was just going to say, A, I have a Volvo. No, never you thought do? I'd really buy one. But I, yeah, my girlfriend bought one and I really liked it. I was like, I really like this car. So I have type. a Volvo, which is is very unsexy. I know, but I really like it. That is hilarious. You're <laughs> so not even I'm, the Volvo type. I would yeah, have thought you're more like sort of the Beetle type or something like that. I had a Mini. Well, I had a Mini before the Volvo and oh, that was much more my brand, but I have two children. So that was called um, Infuriation <laughs> Plus to have a Mini <laughs> and have two children. I, I regretted that decision every um, two years of having having that car and I had to even no matter how much I loved it and it was so funky it was yeah, just the mini is totally cool. impractical um so then I got a Volvo and became the proper sensible mother that I should be yeah so yeah. which of course so is, you which go. you're known for now um I love oh, yes, Tesla, actually. my brand values <laughs> <laughs> yeah the Teslas Teslas oh, are God, great so I would love to have a Tesla you know, I'm really, I'm really into them. The only thing with Australia is that it's not completely set up just yet, but it's coming. But you know, with all the yeah. power outlets, my garage, for example, doesn't even have a power outlet, so it's just little uh, things like that. So you couldn't do it. I heard that, and I heard getting them serviced and all that sort of stuff would be a bit tricky here. So yeah, you might need coming. to wait till we've got. I a, might wait a little a longer. Few, yeah, or move a somewhere. Few more else. <laughs> just move yeah. somewhere so I can have a Tesla. That would probably be like you, but how could you move away from the northern beaches? Like, to be have that on your doorstep? Well, I, you know, I do have to admit because I travel a lot. I, I love traveling. I'm addicted. I, I do have to say the northern beaches is definitely one of the most beautiful places ever that to live. So to beautiful. Sort of have your home base, but I could easily yeah. pack up my bag and go move somewhere else just for a bit. But I, yeah. I do love. To, I think the northern beaches are incredible. It is, it is beautiful, and it's perfect for you with your, with your lifestyle. So anyway, go ahead. All right, so we've done, the, we've done those two. I did want to just tell you I had a Volvo. Now go to number three. <laughs> and now you've already laughed at you. No. So we only did one yeah. step so far. We only did perception, Now then, and we oh. had two questions. Did you pay attention, girl? Now the next oh, step. Oh, I did. Clearly. I thought, you got, I thought the second bit was become known for something. No, I thought, that's, that's, I got, that's part of I lost perception. Track. So, I haven't so you, had a wine yet. Take your, What's take going on? Note here, girl. So perception <laughs> is number one with two questions. How do you want to be perceived and what do you want to be known for? Second step in this Beautiful. brand building process is differentiation. So now you need to think about how can you differentiate in a crowded market? Most of us are in markets that are crowded because that's just the nature of the universe. So you have to think about what are a few things you can do to differentiate? And here I have another question for you. Actually, I have two questions for you here. One mm -hmm. is a question that you can ask anyone, anyone out there that you meet in the streets or anywhere. You can ask them the question, hey, what is one thing or something that would make a, and then insert your industry, what is something that would make working with a coach or a consultant even more irresistible? 
And then just let them tell you something. Well, you know what would be really cool if I didn't know my hourly, you know how much I'm paying per the hour, but actually I get, got to sign up for a package. Or you know what would be really cool if you did a yearly retreat or whatever, mm. if I could do emergency calls in between sessions. So just let them tell you what they would want from a coach or consultant. Okay. Beautiful. That's the first question. The second question under differentiation, so we're still in point two, is mm -hmm. to ask <laughs> your existing clients and ask them, hey, hey, Victoria, why did you choose me? What is one reason why you chose me? Because sometimes mm -hmm. you are already doing stuff that differentiates you that you don't even realize that that's cool. So they might say, well, Victoria, you know what I really liked about you? When I inquired through the website you called me within 24 hours whereas all the other coaches didn't even call me so then you know that is one of your points of differentiation and you use that when you market yourself and put you know when you talk about what makes you different so that's differentiation now beautiful the, it's pretty cool hey now the, yeah <laughs> now the I'll third the third part of your of building up your brand and, and taking control of of how you're being perceived out there is amplification and here what you do is you take the points from one and two. So you take your perception, how you want to be perceived. You also take what makes you different and you amplify. And my favorite way of doing this, and I just wrote an article actually for the Huffington Post just this week. And this, I explained the whole model there, but I can explain it here. So what you do is you write down all the touch points that you have with your customers. So that could be emails, that could be social media, your website, maybe some quotes or proposals that you send out, maybe phone calls, maybe even an office. Some people might have an office or a store. So write down every touch point. Then take what you wrote down in number one, your perception. So if you wrote down, I want to be seen as innovative, I'm the innovative type, then now at these different touch points that you have, you try to add a little bit of innovation. You try to amplify that innovation. Or if, it, if you said, I want to be, be seen. So for, for example, for basic bananas, we're being seen as cheeky. Oh, that's one of our um, characteristics. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure at different touch points, we have a little bit of cheek. We, we do a little bit of cheeky. So maybe on social media, we have sometimes a little bit of a cheeky image of the team doing something funny. Maybe our email signature has a little bit of a cheeky quote in it. Maybe you, you can even, I love sometimes I've seen some of our customers use their proposals to add a little bit of their extra, you know, perception in there. So it could be either a quote that is cheeky or one of, of our car mechanics, he puts, he wants to be seen as fun, I think. And he puts in his, quote in his invoice when it comes you know the, the items you know here's you get new tires you get new whatever else and then it says hugs from a mechanic and then it says free just as a little bit of uh, a fun sort of oh thing. that's cute it's cute and he's yeah. totally he's, he's he's quirky so it it matches his brand so that's the search step is amplification amplifying your perception and also your differentiation at different touch points I love that. Okay, so that there are three things that any business can be applying straight yeah. away and take the time to be thinking, um, you know, to avoid those mistakes that we see so often with people building their business in that, you know, they are perhaps focused on getting their clients or getting those sales in the door and haven't really 
stop to think about that foundation from the beginning because this doesn't have to cost any money, right? No. This, this doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and spend $15,000 on a brand style if you don't want to. Like you can still bootstrap it. Yes, you've got to get a little exactly. bit of design element there to get the quality and the professionalism. But, you know, all of the stuff that you've recommended is absolutely, uh, you know, just just the foundation that you can do yeah, it at it's no really cost just, whatsoever. Exactly. It's really just st strategic thinking. So just just come mm. up with some ideas and you're right, everyone can do it. And it doesn't matter if the business is, is has been around for a long time or it's a startup. Even this is a sort of a work in progress. We even do this with our different businesses. At least once a year, we sit down. We actually, normally I do quarterly lunches with our leaders of each business. And we just mm -hmm. look at this again. We're like, okay, how are we being perceived? Is it matching what we're doing? Is this the feedback that we're getting? How can we differentiate? And then how can we amplify? Because it's sort of a work in progress. It's not a do it once and then forget. It, you do it continuously. I, I always say continuous, never-ending improvement, improvement until eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I love that philosophy. <laughs> Makes sense. And I guess that ties then in with you making an impact in your business. Now, you mentioned you always felt like that was a real driving force in your life, that you were here to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So tell tell me how you, you've been able to weave that into your current businesses or has, has that meant the start of a whole new business? Like, tell me about um, you know, what, what the steps were in creating probably more impact in your business. Yeah, absolutely. I think every business can make an impact, you know, small or big, it doesn't matter, but it's something that you can definitely put into your culture from the beginning. So with Basic Bananas, we do a few different things. You know, sometimes we, we go and do some volunteering or with the whole team, or we also have, we from the beginning, we've always sponsored children in South Africa at a school to be able to go to school. And with, with the business mm. with same thing, we do, sometimes we do a competition to, the business with our branding agents, so we do competitions to, to enable businesses that maybe do good work out there but can't afford a good brand to get a, a branding package through us. Um, with Ocean Lovers, Ocean Lovers is, was from the beginning had the social impact embedded in the cause and it was always about mm -hmm. the ocean. So we started off by doing beach cleanups and then also having ambassadors on board to do the same. But then again, we use this framework, the one that I explained just before, perception, differentiation, amplification. And one of our touch points in the last step amplifications are our surf suits. So we have one of our products are surf suits that are made from recyclable fabrics. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. And so yeah. Our, one of our touch points is when people order this on our website, they get the product in the mail, that's one touch point. So Julia actually, who runs our our branding agency, she came up with these, you know how normally when you buy clothes, they come with a, t a tag, like a little clothing tag, that's just, yes. you know, this is yep. from mm -hmm. whatever. And so she created these bag, mm -hmm. we call them bag tags, they're little bags. And inside the bag is a little decompostable plastic bag and, and there's a message on the outside which says, uh, I, I'm not sure word by word, I'm just looking around to see if I have one here and I can't see one. Um, but it says something like, um, inside you can find a, a little bag to take to the beach to, to, help, to help us keep our beaches clean. Or something like that. Ah, and so right. when people receive yep. this, it's very innovative and it's like, oh, this is cool. Like it, it raises awareness about, hey, let's not trash first of all, but if there is trash already, why don't we just pick it up and just keep our mm. beaches clean? So that's, that's one example of using 
this model and especially the touch points, the third step, to amplify even making an impact. Beautiful. I love that. It's perfect just because it's it's still aligned with the offer. So you've got surf yes. So Ocean Lovers is, is surf suits and swimwear and it, it's product-based. Yeah, it's a product yeah. Based business, at the moment. But and some, you can still add. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Go adventures. We're, we're about to launch some adventures. But, yeah, it's it's very, you know, we, we went through this whole branding process when we started the business 18 months ago. And one of our core sort of promises was that everything that we produce has to be inspired by the ocean and it also has to be sustainable. So we've got the surf suits, they're made from recyclable fabrics. It took me forever to find someone who can make these from recycled fabrics. And now we're also mm-hmm. looking into supplements, but the supplements have to be sustainable. So I don't want to use stuff that is going to deplete our oceans and they have to be inspired by the ocean. So we're looking into phytoplankton and things like that, but just making sure it's not going to hurt our ecosystem. So, mm. so that's, but that, that came about through going through our brand building framework to figure out, hey, what do we want and what do we want to be known for? I love it. So moving on from then, where do you see most business owners? What are the, some of the common mistakes that you see? You know, even if you could name like, I guess, the top two common mistakes that you see people making in terms of creating a powerful brand uh, and, you know, perhaps moving. I mean, you've got to create the powerful brand to make some sort of impact from the beginning, right, that you could actually build on and have an even bigger impact from. But where do you see most uh, business owners going wrong? What are some of the common mistakes? Yeah. Definitely, this is an awesome question. The biggest one is definitely not having a strategy. So the most, the biggest mistake that I see when it comes to, to business owners building a brand is they don't have a brand strategy. They don't ask themselves these questions. They just sort of, let's just try something. And then, of course, so that's the first thing is not having mm-hmm. a strategy, which means they don't have direction. And then secondly, is not committing because they don't have probably a strategy. It's just, let's just try something and let's just try it a little bit. And then if it doesn't work, well, then maybe I'll just try something else. And that's okay. Sometimes mm. you do have to, you know, fail somewhere or, you know, there's these quotes that say never, ever give up. That's not, that's BS. Sometimes you do have to give up. If the thing is not working and you're banging your head against the wall, sometimes you have to, let's use the word pivot since we've already introduced it. Sometimes you have to pivot and Mm -hmm. just go somewhere else. But if you have a proper brand strategy in a proper direction, most likely the second mistake will be taken care of because you now can commit. And then the third, so so the second, first mistake is not not having a strategy. Secondly, Mm. not committing, so not believing even. I just spoke to a business owner earlier today and she is importing these health capsules something something and she's not even mm. be- i spoke to her and, I- and she's not even believing in the thing properly i'm like you know you probably need to change business because if you yeah. don't believe in your own product it's going to be very hard unless you have a sales team that believes in it and then thirdly is just not investing in good design work and here's the problem with that if you just use something sort of average you will mm. often attract the wrong customer so in your so true. yeah, it, it is. So you would have seen so many businesses that do that. No. In your yeah, strategy, definitely. in the first first part here in the strategy, you think about who you want to attract, and then your design work has to drive that. Your design work has to be designed so it attracts the right customer. Because if you attract the wrong customer, they won't buy. 
Mm, absolutely. So and and also um, maybe it won't be aligned with the prices that you charge um, uh, too. It's, there's sort of the biggest touch point, isn't it, how, how you express your brand to how people are going to perceive what they'd need to invest with you as well. Yeah. So I think that's super important yeah, exactly. um, for establishing your credibility and authority as well. So exactly. I love all those insights, my love. Thanks for sharing those. I think, you, you know, so after you having built such successful businesses and Basic Bananas now, I mean, like you said, is in – uh, what, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and US doing um, great one-day workshops. So um, you've got a bit of a special offer for our listeners too, if they want to come along and and map out their own epic brand and yeah, how to absolutely. Make it and because Victoria and I are so prepared, we don't have a <laughs> landing page for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're always preparing. We're uh, we well, share you. Them. We do have a website actually. I'm just going to make sure that it's the right, that I'm giving you the right one. But there is a website on basicbananas.com and then I think you can just go to blast off, uh, blast dash off. But you don't get, we, because we're so prepared, we don't have a, a landing page where you can get a ticket for free. So if you want to come, just email info at basicbananas.com. So just email info at basicbananas.com and we'll give you a ticket to come to one of these workshops just put sky high into the subject line so my guys know that this is coming from victoria and yeah and these workshops are run in in i don't know ten, maybe 12 13 14 cities around the world mm -hmm. and we'd be yeah it's brilliant a brilliant opportunity to be able to jump along to one of those workshops so um I'll put the details in the show notes. Awesome. Um, otherwise, if you're awesome. listening and you haven't got the show notes in front of you, it's info at basicbananas.com. Put sky high in the subject line and you'll get a complimentary um, seat at one of Francisca's amazing uh, workshops that she runs with her husband as well. And um, an amazingly powerful, beautiful, fun, enchanting businesswoman um, that we've had <laughs> on the show. I, I love just curating amazing women um, and bringing them to this podcast and and uh, you definitely fit the bill. Well, thank you for the great <laughs> questions. You, you make this show what it is. <laughs> Thanks, my love. Well, um, and if they want to, if anyone also wants to find out more about Francisca, um, I'll pop her website at the in the show notes. But franciscaisley.com. So, thanks, Francisca. Can't wait to see you soon. Thank you so much, gorgeous. Thanks for having me. Great. Did you just turn that off for Wait, me, my me love? Yeah.